Good morning, everyone. This is Skip again with yet another installment of Finding Meaning. I uh, hope you're enjoying them as much as I am. Uh, it is my hope that some of these uh, resonate with you, uh, hopefully maybe inspire you, uh, at the very least make you think. I want to propose something to you today that I don't think people consider very often. I think we go through a lot of life and we are always in struggle. There always seems to be another crisis. And so I want to propose to you uh, something that may sound foreign. It may sound naive. It may sound strange. But when I propose this to you, when I offer you this idea, I want you to think about how you feel about it. And so here is my proposal. Here is an idea that I want to offer you all. And that is this that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you're facing at the present moment, and we're going to talk about the things that we face here in a minute, no matter what, everything's okay. I want to propose to you that everything's okay, that everything's going to be okay, that really it's going to be all right. Now, I've proposed that to people before. I've said that to other people. And usually their response is something like, well, you really don't know what I'm going through. You really don't know if that's true. You really don't know because it doesn't seem to be all right. And so I want to ask you to think about how you feel when I tell you, when I suggest to you, that no matter what is going on in your life at this moment, no matter what it is, things are going to be all right. Things are going to be okay. You're okay. You're going to be just fine. Now, that may sound to you to be a bit naive, and I I want to talk about that because I uh, understand quite acutely, as a matter of fact, what life can hand us. Uh, There have been periods in my life as recently uh, as a couple years ago or even uh, a few weeks ago when I lost one of my dear, dear cousins. But there have been periods in my life where I have had profound loss and I have become awash in that sort of hopelessness and that sort of dismay and that sort of uh, dark place. Uh, I have no problem telling you all that I suffer from uh, depression and that often external events will trigger that depression. I think that's a fairly common thing in most people. Uh, 
And there's no doubt that life has in it sadness. It just does. But I want to tell you that no matter what we face, that ultimately and currently, you're okay. You're going to be fine. Things are going to work out. It is the truth. And so I want to try to, to offer you a little exercise to see that, that this is the truth. And maybe you may be in grief right now. Maybe you're not able to do this little exercise at the present moment, but hold on to it. There will come a day. Maybe you are in the grip of depression right now. Maybe you're struggling with something right now. Uh, hold on to this little exercise and, and use it someday. So look at where you're at right at this moment. Things may not be perfect. Things may be perfect. Uh, things uh, may be dissatisfying to you. Uh, maybe you're in a place of great satisfaction. But I want you to look back over your life with the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the joys, the triumphs, the, the job losses, the, the people losses, the physical issues you may have, the emotional issues that we've all been through. I want you to look back over and I want you to see that it has brought you to this very moment. This very moment. Things may not be perfect in your life. Things may be upsetting to you. But I want you to take a breath. I want you to realize that in this moment, you're okay. Things are okay. Regardless of what we face. Now I want you to project out into the future. The uncertainty of the future. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? No one does. So we can't really say that our sanity and sanctity and serenity can depend on the future. And so in this moment, it has to be okay. I'm not talking about two minutes from now or two minutes ago. I'm talking about right now. Take a breath and realize it's going to be okay. It's got to be okay. Now, really, that's a question of perception. How do you perceive each moment? We're going to have our worries, most certainly. We're going to have our regrets, most certainly. If we're not careful, uh, those regrets can turn into shame. If we're not careful, our worries about the future can overwhelm us. My point is this, folks, that in this present moment right here, right now, you're okay, regardless of what you're facing. Even if this is your last moment on the face of this earth, you're okay because we are held together by something greater than ourselves.
We are held together by that bonding truth of love. Love is eternal. Love is present. As Paul says in Corinthians, love is not jealous. It, it, it is kind. It is not boastful or hateful. It is present. And so, if we can live into that place of love, we will see that in this moment, everything is okay. Now, here's the key. Here's the truth that I'm convinced of, that if we can try to foster and nurture the present moment of being okay in our life, the present moment being the way it is, it should be, even if we even if we are not completely satisfied with life, if we can just be in this present moment and then start to hook those moments together, we can find some joy, some peace in our life. Look at the world around us, folks. Dare to turn on the news. It is literally gut-wrenching the way we humans live out this life, approach this life. Think of the great dissatisfaction. Think of, really, if you were to answer the question, how is it with your soul, how would you answer? And I think a lot of people would answer, well, I'm okay. There's this, there's that, there's good, there's bad. I'm a little worried about the future. I'm a little resentful of the past. If we were honest with ourselves, this would be the collective answer I think that a lot of us would have. Certainly me, on most days, I would say, you know, I'm above water and I'm moving along. But that answer is something different than I'm okay. Now, I'm also skeptical of people who say, oh, I'm fantastic, I'm great. There are times when I feel that way, um, but that is not a sort of constant feeling. Uh, I'm always skeptical, and maybe wrongfully, I don't know, of people who are so bright and cheerful as to ignore the world around them. We have to be careful of denial of reality. There are injustices in this world. There are people who are hungry in this world. There are people who are being mistreated in this world. There are issues we face. There are children we're raising. Uh, There are loved ones who are ill or in trouble or addicted. There are money issues. There are these things. However, really, how much of your identity has to do with those things? I'm convinced that if we can rest in some place where we realize that it's going to be okay, that it's a better world. So how do we do this? You know, okay, Skip, that's fine. Great theory. Uh, Go through life knowing that it's going to be okay. It all sounds good. How do we do this? And I want to offer you uh, something that I call holy indifference. Holy indifference indifference. And that's not to say that we should be indifferent about our world or about the injustices. As a matter of fact, if we practice what I call holy indifference, we'll be able to engage these things better. 
And the holy indifference is simply that Eastern understanding of disengagement from the world. It's about viewing the world objectively. It's about viewing the world uh, not as a total part of us. As Jesus says, uh, be in the world but not of it. That is holy indifference. Think of it this way. Picture yourself, if you will, sitting on the bank of a stream. It's not a giant river. It's not a little creek. It's a stream flowing. Maybe rippling with a little white water. It's it's moving pretty fast. And, And you're sitting on the bank of this stream under a tree. And you're watching. And... As you're watching upstream, you begin to see the difficulties of your life coming downstream. Some large, some small. But rather than jump from the bank onto the problems, you just watch them go by. You just watch the issues float by. Not that you don't care about them, not that you're not going to attend to them, but you just let them come and go and realize that the greater flow of the river, the greater flow of love, will ultimately help you care for these things. Yes, we have to have action. If you're ill, you have to get help. If you're addicted, you have to get help. If you're in need of employment, you have to look for a job. If you are having psychological issues, please, for God's sake, reach out and get some help. However, how much do I identify with the problems? How much do we identify with those problems, those situations floating down the stream? I think we identify with them so much, we actually become the problem. We actually identify so much with our current struggle that it becomes part of us, dare I say, even possessing us at times. We give our energy to these things. Rather than watching them float down the stream and off into the distance as we remain separate from them, we we jump in the creek. And we let these problems pull us under. They keep us from the shore. They keep us from that place where we can actually cope with life. We become consumed with the issue. Now, holy indifference is a hard thing to practice. Detachment is a hard thing to practice because in our mind, we often think, well, that just means I don't care. When in fact, it is being consumed by the issues in your life that keep you from really caring, keep you from really being present to the people in your life. So, really, I offer you that. To practice this sort of detachment uh, from life in order that you can truly care for your life. To offer some detachment from the consuming emotion that you get wrapped up in, that I get wrapped up in, so that we can really attend to the injustices in our world, the injustices in our life, so that we can really be the person we need to be. We need to be the person sitting on the shore, 
knowing we have to care for the problems, but not holding on to them so tightly that they drowned us in a sea of misery, in a sea of shame, in a sea of guilt. What you're going to find, folks, and I hate to say this, but it's true, is that when you look at the world, you're going to see billions and billions and billions of people consumed by guilt, by shame, by worry, by frustration, by anger. You're going to see a world full of people who deeply desire to have life just the way they want it because if they can just have life the way they want it, it'll be fine. They'll find serenity then. And what you're going to find is it's never that way. We have to find our joy in the present moment. We have to find our joy in the midst of the issues of life. We cannot wait to find serenity and sanctity and joy and hope when there's no problems. Because guess what life is going to hand you? It's going to hand you every situation you can imagine. It takes practice. I'm certainly not always good at it, that's for sure. There are times when I become consumed with my own doubts about myself, with my own failings, with all those old tapes that I was taught as a child. And I have to be reminded, and I'm being reminded as I'm speaking this, that we have to let that go. We have to be present to life here and now. Regardless of what you're facing this day, at this moment, the uncertainties of the future or the regrets of the past, the fear of the future or the shame of the past, whatever it is that's consuming you, let it go down the stream. We will not be fully alive, brothers and sisters, until we do. So I encourage you to practice holy indifference, to practice healthy detachment, to live life in such a way where you care for the issues, where you engage in life, but you're not consumed by it. Rather, you own that sacred identity, that divine spark that you are. So, I hope this helps. It has certainly helped me, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.